Welcome back to American Graffiti, one song at a time. I am one of your host DJs. I'm Rachel Mummert, and I will go ahead and let our other DJs introduce themselves. Ooh, I, I'm a host DJ. I love it so much. I'm Tierney Steele. And I'm your other host DJ, Doris Weiss. And unfortunately for this minute... We just get to talk about the movie. There's no song specific what? for this minute. That is But insane. we'll get through it. <laughs> I do love that yesterday I was like, they're so rare that there isn't one. And I'm like, but episode Very two is one of them. Yeah. <laughs> but we do have the wolf bend in the background, so. Yes. <sighs> yes. So I was trying to think yesterday what age I was when I first saw this movie, but I have a distinct memory of being 14 and discovering this back in the days you would get home from school and log on to your AOL account. Oh, yeah. (laughs) There was a website that played old Wolfman Jack shows. Oh, wow. Like like streaming before we called it streaming. And I (laughs) looked for it years later. And I couldn't find it again. So I don't know what happened. I mean, you can find some stuff on YouTube of recordings of his shows. It's not like there's no Wolfman Jack information out there. But I was really devastated because I have this distinct memory of thinking I was the coolest sophomore in the history of time that I went home after school and listened to Wolfman Jack. There used to be, until a couple of years ago, it's now defunct also, a French online radio station called American Graffiti oh, wow. that played nothing but Old Wolfman Shack and the soundtrack back to back to back. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. I must have been also about 13 when I saw the movie for the first time. It was on TV. I remember I watched it in my room on my old uh, black and white TV set. <laughs> I have to say that this in the planning stages and was the first time I had actually watched it. I I mean, obviously I had, you know, heard of it before, but yeah, this was my initial introduction to it. Woo! Welcome! I know. (laughs) So your experience with the movie is probably totally different than ours because there is not the nostalgia factor. Yeah. I I will say with the music though, there is a lot more, um, I mean, to me, nostalgia because like my dad we were kind of raised with more of, you know, what we call it the oldies, mm-hmm. <laughs> which sadly a lot of our music now is being considered more oldies and that's scary. But um, like a lot of the songs are True. familiar to me because I was kind of raised with them and I'm always, I, I've, I've always been kind of proud, like glad of that fact. <laughs> yeah, I was also kind of raised with the oldies. Yeah. So that movie actually sent me into like a two-year I'm only listening to 50s and 60s music, Spin. <laughs> yep. Yeah, we had the double LP. What? Soundtrack. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And that was me one too. of the few. There there were a few records that I will just always. We had this. We had um, Vaughn Meters, The First Family, making fun of the Kennedys <laughs> that my sister and I would listen to on repeat. We had a bunch of George Carlin records. Oh, yeah. We also had also a double LP. Jesus Christ Superstar yep. that I think oh, my wow. sister and I had like <laughs> memorized. <laughs> I remember that one. Okay, I, I still have the double LP soundtrack mm-hmm. of American Graffiti. And I also have the more American Graffiti soundtrack. And I had mm. that like 20 years before I ever watched the movie. Okay. <laughs> 
I so, so as of this recording, I still have yet to see more American Graffiti, but it is streaming on HBO. So I bookmarked it. <laughs> and if you don't will, have to pay for it, watch it. Yes. Otherwise, I'd say just give it a pass. That's what I That's heard. Like, it never crossed my path, so I've never watched it before. But I figured I it's time. <laughs> <laughs> I will either watch it when we are done with this project or the night before it leaves HBO. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which one ever happens first? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I went through, like I said, uh, the 1994 ice skating really kicked me off into this like doo-wop and early rock and roll mm-hmm. is a good time. And I never lost that, but I was very much influenced by it. My mother was all about oldies. Yeah. But... She had gone to college. She didn't call it college. Well, it was a college, but it's different from university in (laughs) England in the 70s. Oh, wow. And so she was all about the British invasion. Okay, yeah. (laughs) And so there was this little bit of disconnect where it's like, obviously, we listened to all these American oldies. Like, obviously, we listened to the American graffiti stuff. But really, it was Beatles, Herman's Hermits, and stuff like that (laughs) in my house. If I was looking for what I was feeling nostalgic about my childhood, that would be it. So I I have that slight disconnect. I think I didn't see the movie until I was probably 12 or 12, 13. It was because I saw Star Wars and then Empire and then Jedi when I was 10 and decided that I was going to be the next George Lucas. (laughs) How's that going, Tierney? Not great, I'd say. <laughs> but well, I I just loved it. I saw everything I could find. Yeah. I mean, it, it wasn't the next George Lucas thing for me, but it happened exactly the same way. I had seen Star Wars. Mm-hmm. I had seen Raiders. I said, I want to watch every Harrison Mo- uh, Ford movie there is out there. Mm-hmm. And this just happened to be on TV one day. So because I didn't have a VCR then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mine would have been a blockbuster night, I'm sure. (laughs) (laughs) I think I've never ever rented it. I've only ever watched it on TV. And then later when DVDs came out, I I got a DVD of it. Mine was always a rental. I loved cars. I wasn't super into it. And neither of my parents were into cars. So it was kind of dampened. I did not become a gearhead. But my older, I had two older cousins, boys who liked Star Wars and Smokey and the Bandit and cannonball run (laughs) and you see why when i say i'm into cars and then people who are really into cars look at me kind of funny and it's like oh no i just watched a lot of cars in movies you can love those movies and and not be into cars i mean i love those movies as well yes and i think because i grew up in an american town very different from this one but there was the road that goes through the middle of town oh, that yeah. is where you can find everyone on a Friday night. And <laughs> as I was entering, like I said, I saw this, I would guess, in middle school. And then as I entered high school and realized like, oh, teenagers drive up and down the post road all night. That's a thing that is still happening. Really? And, and Wolfman, we don't have Wolfman Jack, but but I'm listening to it on on through AOL. <laughs> There was definitely this connection that I felt with American Graffiti that I, let's just say, did not feel so much with THX. <laughs> a little bit different experience. Well, it's it's a teenage experience that I didn't have at all. Mm. First of all, because in Germany, you don't get your license until you're 18. That, so that'll put a damper no on te- it, yeah. <laughs> no, no teenagers driving yeah. up and down the road. 
Also, you don't get your license until you're 18, but you're allowed to drink when you're 16. So you can just go to a bar, the local pub, and meet up with your friends. If you happen to have a bar and a pub in the place you grew up, because in the little cowtown village where I grew up, there was nothing of that sort. No Mel's. No Mel's. No drive-ins. I don't know when the first drive-in came to Germany. It didn't happen in the 50s or 60s. It must have happened in the 80s. I was devastated because my town did have a drive-in and there's actually a diner on the post road that has a mural that's of the drive-in playing Casablanca. Oh, wow. But by the time I was walking around and noticing things in my town, it was gone. Uh, I don't remember if it was gone before I was born or right around then, but I never saw it. And by the time I paid any attention, it was a nobody beats the whiz. So... <laughs> <laughs> I never got to go to a drive-in in my hometown, but there was one. <laughs> it did exist. We had one in my hometown. It's technically still there. I think it's going through some changes now with like ownership and such, but that was always a summertime treat to go there. It was rare because they usually played like two movies. It was rare to make it through both. <laughs> I think that's where I saw The Lost World, Speed 2. <laughs> I know we have a drive-in where I live now, fairly close, like maybe half an hour away. I've never been, though. They might actually have gotten a boost recently because yep. of yeah, I think things. <laughs> I've never been either, but there's one that's right on the Massachusetts-New Hampshire border that people talk about. And I know they like had a full summer slate in 2020, and that was yeah. unusual. Yeah, no, my mom has all the stories of like their parents dressing them in their pajamas yep, yep. to go to the drive-in to watch movies. So Yeah. Yeah. And also a place like Mel's drive-thru or... Just mm -hmm. a burger place. This didn't exist when I was a kid. It came into existence in Germany when I became a teenager. So this is youth culture that is as alien to me as Close Encounters. And it still got me. It still felt Aww. familiar somehow. Well, I think in this minute, or this minute, this segment is a great example of why it kind of transcends. Because the conversation that Kurt and Steve are having... I think basically all 18-year-olds have at some point oh, yeah. or at, at some age have this this idea. I, what really got me were two things Steve said. Um, we're finally getting out of this turkey town. Yep. <laughs> Speaking of close you encounters. You can't stay 17 forever. Yes. And that yes. was the other one. He's so mad. He's like, you just can't stay 17 forever. And that really made me think because just of, you know, high school experience and such. And, you know, I, I know people or, you know, some of my friends from high school, there's one or two that I think would stay 17 hmm. forever. You know, they just miss that camaraderie and all the easy friendships like you can make through high school. But me, it's just, you know, just one of those things that everybody has that different. Because it's like me, I, I, I liked high school. I didn't have big issues with it, but I would not. I wouldn't go back. Like, I wouldn't go back. <laughs> no, not, not for my life. Yeah. <laughs> Never want to be 17 again. <laughs> no. <laughs> I could, you know, make me an offer. Let's see what we're talking about. <laughs> I mean, going, going back to the time when I was 17. Yeah, but not as a 17-year-old. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I did do the math. So, well, I didn't do the math. I made the internet do the math on <laughs> Kurt's scholarship. Okay. So Moose Kurt Lodge is being given... One. The moose yes. lodge. 
I was so confused. He was like, the moose was looking for you. I'm like, I'm sorry, what now? (laughs) This is also something that is totally strange to me. Lodges. And the strange thing is they just give the check to some person. It's just like, here's (laughs) $2,000. You'll see him later, right? Yeah. Yeah. Give this to somebody. (laughs) This is a trusting time. That $2,000 check today is worth $17,233.71. Goodness. (laughs) How long would that go for tuition? Hmm. Ah, in 1962. Very different question. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I I like Kurt trying, like, as soon as he says, like, well, maybe I'll just wait another year. And he actually starts, like, backing up. Like, he immediately was like, I didn't want to have this conversation. Oh, dear. Yeah, yeah. And he tries to give that money. He's like, you just keep it. <laughs> and what I find strange about this scene is that it is Kurt who's thinking about staying because Kurt comes across as the outsider from the very beginning and Steve is the one who's well established he's got the car he's the valedictorian he is like friends here girlfriend here but he's not thinking of staying and it's Kurt who's should every have every reason to want to leave yeah that makes sense Steve just wants his adventure uh, well speaking of Steve's girlfriend we do see Lori in the the family car yeah. The 1958 Edsel Corsair. <laughs> Sucking lemons. <laughs> poor, poor car. I think this car is gorgeous. If you could call a car a boat, this one is it. <gasps> yeah. Look, I miss front seats that don't have dividers in the middle. <laughs> it was easier. <laughs> the other car we see today for the first time is John Milner's car. This is definitely a 1932 Ford. However, I've seen it referred to three different ways. So 1932 Ford V8, Ford Five Window Coupe, Ford Deuce Coupe. Hmm. Again, like I said, I like cars, but I didn't get that into them. I I know V8 is referring to the engine as opposed to a Five Window Coupe referring to other (laughs) things, but I don't know where the lines are on what is correct or not. But the point is that this is the, this is Lucas's baby. This is the fancy car. This is the racer. This is the hot rod. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I always found it strange until I read a little bit about the hot rod scene and they always take the the top off and and stuff. But when I watched this movie for the first time, of course, still not that much into cars. So don't ask me any technical stuff. But that looked odd to me. I don't know. What about you, Rachel? You're encountering this after much more exposure to the idea of American graffiti than we had going in. <laughs> you mean just about the hot rod itself or? <laughs> yeah, just, I mean, when you first watch it, obviously, you know, Milner is the the cool older guy. Yeah. Is he older? So he is 22. He is older than them. I, I think Lucas kind of changed his mind a couple times and by how much. He's always supposed to be older, but there are conversations he has where it feels like he was, you know, like a year ahead of them. Like they were all in high school together. He just, he was a year ahead or uh, two years ahead. So he graduated before them. 22 means he wouldn't have been at school with them. And that makes me wonder, like, how did y'all become friends then? Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I know it's supposed to be a small town, but I don't know. Because John, I mean, if he is just 18 like the others, he really has a thing for the 50s. Yeah. <laughs> but if he's older, yeah, that, that yeah. kind of disconnects for me. If he's really that much older. I, as a 17-year-old, did not have friends that were 22, 23 years old. Me neither. <laughs> 
That's my thing. Yeah, like I said, I had a few friends that were like seniors when I was a freshman. Yeah. That would have been the extent. Yeah, of as it. long as you're in, in, in school together. Yeah. Even if you're a couple of years uh, apart. But if you do not meet in the same social setting. Yeah. Or if someone had an older sibling. Oh, yeah. That would make sense. You know, like. Which a couple of my friends did, but it was one of those where, you know. It's like, I don't want to, I'm going to pretend I'm not related to you. Because <laughs> I had older siblings, but I did not. They were just enough older than I yeah. was that I did not go to school or high school at the same time that they did. So <laughs> I did not, I was not friends with the oldest siblings of my friends. No. Well, and another thing that makes me wonder too, which I never really experience here you know had experience with i guess is like laurie and kurt you know their siblings and steve is dating his sister so it's like i i guess you know i never dated any of my friends siblings or had any one really that i was friends with or knew like date my siblings so that was kind of a disconnect for me too it's a really small town yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. so laurie is uh, what a junior Yes, I think Lori will be a senior this coming year. And in real life, she was seven years, I think, about she was, seven she years was older. Twenty-five at that time when they shot, I think. Yeah, that oversized sweater is doing a lot of work, and she just has that youthful <laughs> face too. Like her, just her face looks a lot more youthful than. Although I have to say, this is one of the things that always kind of bugged me about these uh, movies: is that Ron Howard, he was eighteen when they shot it. Mm-hmm. I totally believe it. But Dreyfus and even Charles Martin Smith kind of didn't look like teenagers to me. But teenagers did look different then. Yeah. I guess it never bothered me because I was so immersed in the 20-somethings playing teens. Oh, yeah. Actually, around the time I would have seen this, I was watching 90210. So (laughs) it was like, yeah, of course. (laughs) Oh, yeah, 90210. Mm -hmm. All high schoolers need to shave every day, right? (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, and the other drive-in movie that I always think of is Grease, and that oh my day, like, that's John Travolta to, to eight seventeen. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean I know that teenagers back then tried to just teenagers today they try to look older, mm-hmm. they try to look grown up. Mm-hmm. But um, I remember looking at photos uh, from the fifties and sixties, and and the girls they look like thirty. Yeah, mm-hmm. oh, with yeah. their hair yeah. all done up and their cardigans and their skirts. I can see that. Yeah, they just have that more mature. Yeah, something about it makes them look older than <laughs> me in high school. I just would, you know, it's, I <laughs> I didn't really have like a, you know, fashion or whatever, you know, it was just like whatever I liked, whatever was comfortable. <laughs> Jeans, a shirt, that's it. <laughs> the one thing that I've always been biased in is that I feel like I've looked the same. Like The, the joke has always been like, I've been a 30-year-old housewife my entire life. I just finally grew into it <laughs> over 30. Because if you look at, like, my high school graduation pic and my middle school, like, eighth grade oh, God. yearbook picture, yeah. <laughs> I look the same. Like, it is very clearly the same person. And if I took a picture today, you'd be like, yep, there there are no major differences no, I don't all. even want to think about looking back through mine. <laughs> I mean, I had, I had a perm... <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. In 11th grade. I even have the same hairstyle in all of them. I had the Jennifer Grey dirty dancing hair in oh, 11th grade. Nice. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I have naturally curly hair in a lot of my like pictures. It's just 
crazy and out of control. And I went through like a major geek period with like the glasses and the braces and the unruly hair. And it's just like, I, yeah, no. <laughs> By high school, though, like it, you know. I, I, I don't want to uh, look at photos from that time. I was going to say, is this a bad time to ask if we should do bios and use our yearbook photos for that? Like at the end of the movie? In high school, I don't school, think I yeah. even have a yearbook photo. Well, another thing, yearbooks. I have my senior photos. <laughs> yeah, I was curious if you guys, like, did yearbooks. In Germany, well, everything takes time to come across the pond. They're doing them now. They're also doing prom. Okay. All those things didn't exist when I was in high school. It was just beginning to happen. So I have a yearbook, but there are no photos in it. Okay. The, it's defeating the purpose. I might try and find a teenage photo of myself that is not too embarrassing. I'm not sure I will succeed, yeah. but I can try. I'm like, like I said, weirdly proud of mine. Also, my senior quote was from Bill and Ted. So <laughs> any chance I have to share that, I'm just like, yes. Nice. Look at <laughs> we didn't do senior quotes. That makes me sad. I just was a yearbook person because my grandmother still lived in her hometown. And so she was on her alumni committee. For her, like, and then married someone else who went to her high school. So there were two graduation years she was involved with. And from a young age, it was just like, yes, your books are a thing. History is a thing. You will do this now. (laughs) (laughs) And then my dad's is great because he went, he was in high school in the 70s. And their class president was like a mannequin in a shopping cart that they ran because it was (laughs) the 70s and there were no rules anymore. (laughs) (laughs) And they would have to take it to like homecoming football games and stuff like that. I'm just noticing how different high school in Germany is than to the United States. So homecoming, uh, doesn't exist. Football games don't exist. <laughs> the freshman sock hop doesn't exist. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, is it tomorrow or the day after where Milner is just absolutely making fun of high school? I was like, oh, man. Yeah, there really are like two types of high school. <laughs> the people who never want to go back there. The people like, oh, we're going to remember all the good times. <laughs> yeah. Remember the good times when you just graduated like two weeks earlier. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, it was earlier this summer. No. <laughs> But yes, Steve says we're getting out. I do love how Steve is like, you're going. All right, now I have to go talk to your sister. (laughs) (laughs) I just, I'm going to try not to dunk on the Steve character too much, but I will warn you that this week he's going to make it really easy. (laughs) I agree. Yeah. Totally. Uh, (laughs) Well, we'll come back and discuss that later this week. Um, Anything else for this second segment of the film? I think we're good. Let's go have a bash for our last episode. <laughs> He's really fast, isn't he?